ten grown men sat down for lunch, completely unfazed by the muffled yells coming from the nearby cistern. They emptied the contents of Jay's pack onto the ground next to the fireplace. Nothing but the necessities for a 70-mile journey through the high desert, except for a package in the bottom of the bag. It was neatly wrapped in brown paper and secured with twine. This must weigh 20 pounds, remarked Reuben, Jay's oldest half-brother, as he extracted it from the backpack. He quickly unwrapped it, wishfully anticipating a golden treasure. Look at that, he exclaimed, as his hopes turned to reality. Inside the brown parcel was a stack of yellow corn cakes. Not just any corn cakes. Grandma Becky's secret family recipe that their dad guarded closely. Along with the golden corn cakes, there was a large block of homemade sharp cheese and several pounds of thick-cut dried venison jerky. In the same way that a lifetime of farm living raised hard, leathery calluses on their hands, a lifetime of disdain for daddy's favorite tattletale son hardened their hearts to the point of murder. Lucky for Jay, there was just enough feeling there to stop them short of killing him, but not much more than that. The strained relationship took a turn for the worse earlier that summer. Jay had the first of what would be a series of recurring similar dreams. It was one of those freakishly realistic dreams that snaps its dreamers out of their sleep with a pounding heart and beads of cold sweat on their brow. He dreamed he sat on a hillside by a crackling fire taking the night shift with the sheep. He looked up at the stars in wonder. As he gazed, they began to spin and dance. Galaxies and planets, moon and sun, all moving together in a choreographed time-lapse event. It was dizzying and breathtaking all at the same time. He wasn't sure if he was flying or they were falling, but all at once the motion stopped. The sky above was black. Not a single glimmering star pinned to the midnight backdrop anywhere. Then, to Jay's surprise, gathered around his feet, the sun, moon, and eleven constellations looked up at him as if they were bowing before a king. It's one thing to have dreams about being worshipped as royalty. It's another to tell the prospective subjects all about it. His first thought was to keep the vision to himself. But after several nights of repeated scenes of homage, the dream was practically clawing its way out. One morning, Jay was in the milking shed, along with two of his brothers, Simon and Jude. Snow-white milk zinged into copper pails. I keep having the strangest dreams, Jay started. I think they mean something. As he recounted the scenes to his brothers, the zinging of the milk slowed to a stop. They stared at him. If Jay was unaware of the tension before, it suddenly became clear. Jay's unbending, rule-following, willingness to point out his brother's faults to their dad, and now this suggestion of superiority kindled a new level of hatred that simmered just beneath the surface. By supper time, 
The word about Jay's dreams had spread to everyone on the ranch. All except for baby Ben, who was too young to get caught up in family politics, had heard enough. Even Jake, their aging father who so often showed partiality to Jay, was displeased with the rumors he was hearing. Jake had always been religious, but a near-death experience when the boys were young, which is another story for another time, infused religion into every part of his being. They all gathered around the long table, seated from oldest to youngest. After offering a prayer of thanksgiving, Jake made a point to address the day's events for everyone to hear. In his heart, he believed the dreams must have been sent from the heavens, and surely there was a meaning to them. He was also wise enough to know that the young man's self-assuredness was burning bridges with his brothers. If Jake ignored the day's happenings, Jay's elder brothers might decide to take their own corrective action. Beyond that, Jake saw the long-term risks of unchecked self-aggrandizement, and he hoped, by his words, to foster a greater sense of humility in the lad. Jay sat in silence while Jake gently but firmly called him out in front of the whole family. In his naivety, he hadn't recognized the motives behind his actions. Although he was completely embarrassed by the public correction, he somehow resisted the urge to get lost in shame and humiliation. The plain truth from his sage old dad, like a seed, landed in the fertile soil of a tender, well-meaning young heart. Despite his immaturities, Jay was full of good intentions. He didn't mean to cause so much trouble. After polishing off their lunch, including Jay's portion, the conversation turned to just what they should do with their spoiled little brother. Killing him seemed a bit too much. After all, what would they get out of the deal except revenge? Taking him out of the pit and sending him back home was out of the question. They certainly didn't want to deal with Jake's wrath when Jay told him the whole story. In the middle of their evil brainstorming session, an unexpectedly perfect solution presented itself. Yes, it was exactly what they needed. They could be rid of Jay forever without the guilt of murder. It couldn't be any better if they had thought of it themselves. <laughs>